0: Konnichiwa and good evening, good morning, uh, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are, good people of the internet. Welcome back to Japan Education with me, Lawrence Dennis, an English teacher in Kyoto, Japan. This is the podcast where I discuss uh, living and working and teaching English in Japan as well as anything that is uh, on my mind, uh, what I've gone through this week or what uh, people are going through in the world um, I am recording today on Sunday, November 22nd, 2020, and uh, we are currently in Japan, I'm not going to talk about this for too long, but currently in Japan, we are experiencing, um, you know, the, the third wave, I guess you could say, or uh, what do you mean, I guess you could say, of course, people are saying it is the third wave of the coronavirus uh, pandemic in Japan, uh, which, you know, Japan has and even still now uh, is being hit by the virus uh, significantly less than uh, many other countries. Um, but uh, we are in the third wave and much like what is happening in my home country, the United States, uh, this third wave is the worst Yet, And uh, I guess we don't really know enough about the virus to say why, but it's likely because of, you know, the seasons, uh, the the, the changing weather, it's getting colder, um, people spending more time indoors, uh, in closer quarters, generally, um, people also just having quarantine fatigue and just wanting to go out more, probably. Um, and and see other people more Um, you know there's probably a a multitude of reasons why this third wave is is the worst yet but uh, yeah that's what's happening in Japan right now Uh, I think for the last like four days through maybe three or four days uh, the number of new cases has in in the country in the whole country has hit a new record every single day for the last three or four days Um, We're getting, uh, I think the numbers are somewhere around like 2,400, 2,500, something like that. uh, New cases per day of the coronavirus. Um, But at the same time, we're also seeing recoveries every day. We're seeing about 1,000 or so recoveries every day, uh, which is nice. Um, The death toll is still not particularly high in Japan. Um, We've gotten quite lucky here. It's really been miraculous for Japan, considering that the population density in so much of this country is very, very thick. Uh, It it is quite remarkable that the numbers have been as low as they have. Um, Part of that is also probably, uh, you know, the numbers that we see is probably not really the actual number there's probably much more than we actually know of just because of the limitations of testing the numbers that we see is the number who have tested positive Uh, but still we, we are doing miraculously well in japan um people are generally compliant with the, you know, uh, suggestion of wearing masks for safety and for, uh, you know, reducing the spread of others. Uh, Social distancing doesn't happen too much, really, realistically. And part of that is just because of the population density. It's just not even uh, practical in, you know, I mean, of course it's not practical, but it's not even like logistically possible, in a lot of ways, unless people actually literally just do stay home all day. Um, But if people are going out, it's really not even logistically possible to socially distance, at least, uh, certainly not where I am uh, in, you know, a larger city like Kyoto, um, with a larger population, but still, you know, even though they can't fully social distance, um, people do um, tend, you know, they try to keep to themselves, they try to minimize their contact with others. And people really are generally compliant with that idea, Um, even though they don't fully take it seriously. And, And, you know, Japan does have its share of people who believe that the pandemic is a hoax much like the United States or, uh, the UK or whatever, but, um, but still, um, it's largely much better, um, than, than my home country. (laughs) Oh God, America. Uh, I don't want to talk about America. I, yeah, not right now. I, I really, honestly, I don't really want to talk about it until this election crap is just over. I like, I'm just tired of dealing with a president who refuses to acknowledge reality in so many ways. It's really frustrating. And so we're not going to talk about it. We're going to move on. All right. I found out this week that I have a student who regularly listens to the podcast. uh, Possibly more than one, but but one in particular told me directly that uh, he listens regularly. He often listens as he goes to sleep uh, at night. And uh, so I just want to give a shout out to him. Uh, I'm not going to use his name just for protection, for privacy reasons, but hey, how are you? You asked me to... Uh, tell a joke or a funny story or something. Um, so I'm gonna tell a, a stupid, dumb joke that is dark, but I found quite funny. And uh, here we go. I want to die peacefully in my sleep, like my grandfather did, not screaming in horror like the passengers in his car. But I'm uh, all right, <laughs> so maybe I'll do some jokes from now on, just like one dumb joke a week, uh, but hey, there you go, moving on. All right, so getting into to my week and what's been going on with me, first of all, I'll just say my cat is doing better and better by the day. Uh, he is, I'm still giving him insulin twice a day, but right now what's been happening this week is we are transitioning his diet, uh, in the process of, of transitioning to a, uh, like a, a glucose control kind of, uh, pet food. Um, my cat has been really, really picky about food his entire life. Um, I started with a certain kind of food when he was a when he was a kid when he was a young kitten Um, and I every once in a while will you know experiment with giving him different foods but every time it just turns out to be a complete failure Um, I've done it uh, probably once a year for his entire life at least once a year where I have tried to give him a different food but every time he just has no interest in eating anything than his his favorite food that he has always eaten Uh, It's a bizarre thing. And, like, I mean, the nice thing about it is he has never tried to eat my food. (laughs) Um, That's pretty nice. Like, I will even try and give him some of my food, and he just doesn't really seem very interested in it. Uh, Occasionally, he'll eat some, like, uh, bread of mine or, like, a piece of chicken or something like that. But generally, he's not really interested in eating human food at all. He just loves his food. Um, So... Uh, this is a tricky process trying to switch foods right now, um, because we're gonna have to make a permanent change, um, so basically I have just mixed in, uh, small amounts of this new food in with his usual food, and, um, I'm just gonna have to gradually increase the amount of this new food, this glucose control food. Uh, that he gets until hopefully I can just phase out his old food and he'll just continue to eat it uh, like there's been no change at all. Um, So far, it's going fine. Uh, There is just a very small amount of this new food mixed in with his regular food, but he is eating it and uh, hasn't seemed to put up a a protest or anything about it yet. So uh, that's going well. At work. So, if you're interested uh, about um, you know life at a Japanese school, um, or if you're interested in teaching, or th- th- this will be my my teaching topic for today. I'm going to talk about um, the student council at our school, and in particular, one issue that was raised at this week's student council meeting, which is about cell phones and students using cell phones in school. All right. So, first of all, uh, student council. You know. Uh, our student council uh, at our school is a thing that really doesn't seem to have much of an impact at all on day-to-day life at school. Um, it doesn't seem to, it only really comes up like once a year when they m- have the student council elections, which we just had at our school. And then the subsequent like, there's this like town hall style student council meeting that involves the entire student body um, and uh, where it's like the students chance to uh, bring up issues of things that like uh, things that they want changed or added to the school like policy changes or or you know facilities or things that they would like uh, to be added to the school like for example uh, you know a really simple one is like I remember Um, Students requesting that uh, they get trash cans in their homerooms um, rather than just one collective trash can out in the hallway for multiple classrooms to use. Uh, They requested that there be individual uh, trash cans provided for each homeroom classroom so that they don't have to go out into the hall to throw stuff away every time they want to throw something away. Um, You know, little things like that. Or they might be big things like um, overhauling the the school uniform policy or, or something like that. Um, basically, uh, the student council elections and this town hall meeting where they bring up these, you know, suggestions or ideas for new things is the only time of year that I really notice that the student council even exists. And I wonder if that's just a normal thing for schools, because to be honest, like, thinking back to my own high school experience, I don't really remember student council doing anything when I was in high school. I wasn't a part of student council, but, like, I do remember having the elections every year, Um, and I kind of enjoyed the elections, to be honest, like, they... Uh, they were kind of a fun event at my school like we had these campaign things and like uh, in American schools or at least at my school um, like students could have fun with the campaigns they could put up posters around the school and uh, like really campaign as if they were actual politicians they made advertised video advertisements that they you know sent around and would show on the TVs at school. They made, uh, they made speeches of, of, like, uh, campaign speeches trying to get people to vote for them. Like, I remember, and the the speeches were, like, funny and things, and, like, uh, I just remember generally thinking the student council elections were a fun time. Not so much the case here at my school now, just because it's, you know, it's this weird... Thing where, like, I, I don't want to badmouth Japanese schools, and I don't even really want to badmouth my own school, because I like my school quite a bit. Um, but, like, there is this weird idea at school of, like... I mean, at um, Japanese schools, um, that, like, they want students to have fun and enjoy their lives, but not too much fun. Like, they if students are having too much fun, that means they're not learning anything. And because school is an educational institution, students really shouldn't be allowed to have too much fun. Uh, that, that seems to be kind of the, the general attitude about education at my school. And it's just like, so there's never any, like, uh, things like, you know, pajama day or, you know, stuff like that. Like that is unheard of in Japan. (laughs) Um, so like I, I don't know that's that's one thing that i wish um, japan would be less uptight about is just the idea of education not being a fun thing um you know just imagine if if students thought school was fun every once in a while like obviously learning is tough and and you know there's exams and things so it like it's not going to be fun 100 percent of the time <laughs> but like imagine if school was a place where like some days you could go and have fun you know like what how would that change students attitudes about school uh, like i don't know anyways uh I, that is not what i wanted to talk about what i wanted to talk about was the student council meeting one thing that consistently has gotten brought up at this student council town hall meeting, um, where there's always at least one student who suggests it, and like several students support the idea, um, is that students should be allowed to have cell phones uh, at school. And I'm curious um, of listeners, like what your thoughts are about this. I have a fairly strong opinion about this, um, which is that I think students should be allowed to have cell phones at school. So first, let me say what our policy is at the school that I work with, uh, the school that I work at, I mean, um, which is that students are not allowed to have their cell phones on them all day. In fact, um, the policy has changed since I worked at the school. Uh, When I started working there, it was the same uh, general policy, which is like students should not be using their cell phones during the school day, uh, but they are allowed to carry them for emergency purposes or whatever. So students did have their cell phones, um, but they were told to either keep them in their bags or put them in their lockers and not um, not actually have them on their person uh, throughout the day. Um, and, uh, and then... At some point, I think like three years ago, maybe the the policy changed to where uh, students are no longer allowed to have cell phones on uh, like they're not allowed to have access to them all day. um, Generally, unless there's like a special reason. Uh, But now what happens is just every single day at school, when I go into my homeroom classroom in the morning, we collect the cell phones from every student in the morning, and put them in a box, and put that box in the uh, faculty office, and they're kept there all day, and then at the end of the day, we bring the box back to the classroom, and and hand students their phones back, and so during the day now, students do not have access to their phones at all, every day, Um, which, you know, I'm compliant with, it's not my place to, to go against the rules, and like, you know that it has been the decision of the school and so I'm going along with it and that's fine um but I do disagree with it as a general policy I think um you know there's so many while I absolutely understand the um you know the the motivation or the the reasoning behind that decision like they are or can be a a complete distraction from studying and from schoolwork they they you know and i've i have seen how crazy addicted a lot of my students are to things like instagram and twitter and and stuff like i've seen it like they um are wild about it to the point where like you know it's (laughs) one of my students uh She's like uh, a couple of months ago, um, I asked her to like turn on the screen time tracking uh, function of her iPhone just to see like, uh, you know, what it tracks. And then I checked in with her like a week later and saw how much time she was spending on like social media. And for this student in particular, it was Twitter, but this student was spending an average on the weekdays, on weekdays, she was spending an average of four hours a day on Twitter. And this is on weekdays when her cell phone is taken away from her throughout the day, you know, from morning until, from like, what, 8.30 in the morning until 4, uh, you know, 4.30 in the, no, 3.30 in the afternoon. Like, she doesn't have access to her cell phone for those hours. And um, so for the rest, like this f- average of four hours a day is like the remaining hours <laughs> in the day <laughs> she's using, she's spending with Twitter open. Uh, but then on the weekend, it was nuts. On the weekend, it was like seven or eight hours. Uh, it, it was insane. Um, just on Twitter, Twitter alone, <laughs> not, not to mention the cell phone as a whole, like that, that's just one app that she's spending that much time on. Um, So, like, I definitely have seen the addiction that it is. And so I understand removing that and taking it just out of the equation so it's not even an issue that you have to deal with. Like, I get that instinct and that logic of why do that. But to me, um, you know, cell phones are... A, in addition to being a distraction, you know, that's not the only thing they are. They're also an incredible tool. And imagine if... I mean, they, they can be an incredible tool for education. And what you're doing is you're taking away that tool from for education for the entire day. And I don't know. I just, like, what if... Well, so... I didn't actually formulate my thoughts before I started talking about this. uh, But like, uh, not only is it an incredible tool for education, but it's also something that like these students are going to, these kids are going to have a a cell phone every day of their life for the rest of their lives after they're done with school. It's something that they're going to have. And it's something that they're going to, um, you know, need to kind of manage their time with in terms of managing how much they how much time they spend with with the distraction element of using a cell phone and it's something they're gonna have to um uh you know know how to use conscientiously and like uh also use as a tool to their advantage in society um all of these things and you know i think it's a wasted opportunity um, just taking it away from them, for one, I think it's a wasted opportunity to teach them how to control themselves with their phone a little bit more. Um, if you take it away, that's not teaching them control. Like, that is just teaching... that Actually, it's not teaching them anything. What it is is actually teaching them that uh, school is the enemy of fun. <laughs> because they love their phones. And they they love the games on their phones they love the social media like whatever it is they love having their cell phones and when you take it away you're setting up yourself as the enemy because they want their phone they they love it and they want to have it and you saying no you can't have it i'm gonna take it away from you that that you're making yourself the enemy um and so like I think that's the other, that's not the other, that is another problem with taking away their cell phones is school is, you know, by taking away cell phones and making that a school policy, you are sending the message to students that school is the enemy. Um, that education is the enemy, but it it shouldn't be, you know, school is, is not the enemy. School is, is the ally in life. And you know, um, so I think that's the other thing. Like, instead of just taking it away like you know use this as an educational opportunity to teach them like first of all make them aware of how they are using it and and then you know make them aware of what kind of impact that can have and all of these things and then you know have kind of supervised use of it you know I'm not saying that they should be allowed to use it freely all day throughout all their classes but like supervised use of it and supervised um and guided uh uh you know having having it in their possession that's that's the word i was looking for possession like supervised and guided possession of their phones um i think could be a much more effective educational opportunity than just taking it away um i particularly have a a strong feeling about this because when i was young um i think i can't remember how old i was i think i was about five years old um when this happened but my sister and i and my sister is uh how old is she she's two years older than no three years older than me oh god she's two or three years older than me (laughs) um i think she's three she's three years older than me anyways my sister who is three years older than me um and i uh were watching a lot of tv as kids and my parents got sick of uh you know us uh just watching so much tv and they decided that instead of you know uh Basically, they made the same policy in our homes, which was we're not going to rather than like, you know, have more supervision of your TV watching and and more rules or, you know, whatever, and and teaching you how to be more conscientious of your TV watching. Instead of that, we're just taking away the TV. And that's what they did. Uh, They took away all they got rid of all the TVs in our house um took them out and we lived without tvs for the next uh basically until i was out of high school we we had no tvs we did have computers but this was in an age before streaming services and anything like that so like it's not like with the computer i could watch tv shows or anything like that um so uh you know tv was gone for me um you know youtube wasn't even around yet so like this is this is way back in the day um, this was probably, yeah, so I, if I was five years old, it would be 1990, right? That, that was when they took away the TV. Uh, and, uh, we had no TV in the house until I, I graduated and went away to college. And then I got a TV for my dorm room. Um, basically the effect of that was it, you know, it wasn't that I, um, you know, became a much more well-rounded person that didn't care about TV and that didn't, you know, um, didn't, uh, you know, spent more time reading books or something like that didn't happen at all. What happened was I became obsessed with trying to watch, you know, doing anything I could to watch TV. Um, what happened was like, I would, um, go over to friends' houses just so I could watch TV. I would. Uh, at one point, I bought like one of these like mini TVs that had like an antenna attached to it. It was a little handheld TV um, that like I kept hidden from my parents and kept it in my room just so I could watch TV on my own. Like I I went to great lengths to watch TV, and I became obsessed with watching TV, doing whatever I could to watch TV, rather than just letting it go, and so it had the opposite effect on me that I think was the intention of of my parents, which was to, you know, make it so that uh, I wasn't interested in TV, or like, you know, just, you know, taking away the option, basically, Um, all it did was make me work harder to watch TV. And I still ended up watching a lot of TV as, as a kid. And then when I went to college and I had a TV in my dorm room, I was addicted to the TV. I was so attached to my TV and it really it, effect, it ended up affecting my studies. I mean, it really did. It was quite bad. Um, I, I honestly think it was a seriously damaging thing to me. Uh, uh, not seriously I mean I am a functional adult and I'm fine but I still do uh, find it find TV quite addicting and I, like I don't know I just um, I don't think it's like done immense damage to me in my life you know I, I like I said I'm a functioning adult who has a job and, and you know lives alone successfully and all this but like uh, <laughs> I, I do think it damaged me in, in a way, I think it had the opposite effect that my parents were intending. And I don't, th- and so as a result, like I, th- I feel quite strongly about this um, policy um, for st- of what the school does for uh, taking away cell phones from students. I don't think it has any real positive effect on students other than the fact that I mean it does remove the distractions so at least they are focused in in the classroom during class time but I think they could be focused anyways in the classroom during class time like I don't you know in the classes that I was teaching there weren't I mean before we had this policy change of of taking away cell phones like I didn't have any major problems with students using their phones during class hours I saw them using it a lot between classes, but I didn't have any problems with students using their phones during class hours. And if there... If... Anytime I did see a student using their phone, I just took it away. uh, Because they knew they weren't supposed to be using it during my class. (laughs) And so, like, that was fine. And, like, I would be happy to go back to that system. I wish we would go back to that system. Uh, But I don't really have any power to make that happen. And so, you know, whatever. But I did... Um, I did make my feelings about this policy known to my supervisor at the time. But still, yeah, like um, going back to talking about student council, like the students hate it. And of course they do. Um, and so it's just another thing. It's like, you know, why make school a miserable place? You know, if students want to have their cell phones, like let them have it. <laughs> you know, they're just going to keep complaining about it. And, like, I know that that's not a... That alone is not a good enough reason. It's just because, you know, to let them do something just because they complain about it. But, like, I don't think that school should be a miserable place for students. You know? I think school should be a place where students feel safe and comfortable. And um, that a place where they want to be. Um, and... I think uh, taking away their cell phones does not help education. It doesn't help the student's education in any real significant way. In the same sense, and certainly not as much as actually having, you know, um, guidance about cell phone usage and like real, um, you know, Uh, supervised management of their cell phone usage, like that could be way more effective than just taking it away. And basically here's, I mean, I think that policy of taking away their cell phones is just cowardly. I think it is the school has um, seen a problem and rather than really trying to tackle it, they've just said, well, let's just remove the problem so we don't have to deal with it rather than you know putting in some work to actually teach these kids something about you know cell phones and how to use them and uh what are you know what is good and bad use of their cell phones and good and bad manners with their cell phones and stuff like that rather than actually teach them something let's just take it away because that's easier to do <laughs> um again i'm not trying to badmouth my school i i and the like I, I really do love teaching at my school, and I, I think it's um, a great job, but, like, this is one policy that I severely disagree with. Uh, and, um, yeah, it, it got brought up this week in, uh, in, in uh, what whatchamacallit, <laughs> the student council meeting. Oh, man, lost my train of thought there. Uh, and so it, it was on my mind a bit this week. Um, I have... Uh, a student who is going through their uh, university entrance right now they're they're doing a test right now literally as I'm speaking um, and so best of luck to this student I have been this is the student that I've been practicing really really closely with for the past uh, several months and so uh, I am quite nervous but I think they are uh, well prepared and and certainly capable of handling it. Um, And uh, so best of luck to you. You know who you are if you're listening and best of luck to any students who uh, are going through uh, college applications right now or uh, university entrance tests or anything. Good luck to all of you. I I really hope that um, you get what you want and you get what is best for you. Um, And understand that, you know, sometimes what is best for you is not what you want, and, um, yeah, you know, just, you know, understand that, you know, you might be disappointed, um, but that's not the end of the world, um, you can still, uh, you know, there will still be opportunities for you to get what you, uh, need, and so, uh, yeah, boy, it, it is, I know that doesn't make it any less heartbreaking and it's heartbreaking for me when students do not get, um, do not get what they are hoping for. But, uh, you gotta soldier on because what else can you do? (laughs) Uh, so anyways, uh, that is gonna be it for me. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I have not done a Japanese episode yet this month. Uh, so I think next week I will do an all-Japanese episode. And, um, I will talk to you then. All right. Sorry, one last thing before I go. I forgot to mention, as always, you can contact me uh, if you would like uh, by DMing me on Instagram. That is the best way to get in touch with me. It is uh, at Lawrence Dennis. My full name is my profile uh, handle. It is L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E-D-E-N-E-S on Instagram. I also have a Twitter account, but uh, it will just direct you to my Instagram because I do not use Twitter. Uh, But uh, yeah, Um, especially this week, like, you know, what do you guys think about the cell phone policies, like taking away students' cell phones? I'm curious uh, if there are any teachers out there. What does your school do and what do you think about that? Like. Uh, any students out there, how do you guys feel about it? Uh, if you disagree with me, uh, tell me, you know, and tell me why. I, I would love to hear about that. Um, and, uh, but if you have any other comments or questions or ideas of things that you'd like to hear me talk about or um, give my opinion about or uh, explain about what happens in Japanese schools or things like that, uh, you know, let me know. Um, that is it. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Sayonara.